Right. London has the TFL while we have the BFL. It's Benjamin Francis Leftwich. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, brother. I've never had that introduction before, but I like it. It's a good one. It's original. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Yeah, I, I came up with that today. The last time we actually met was, uh, it was in Portsmouth, and it was ages ago now. It was at Pie and Vinyl when you did an install there, um, which was insanely beautiful. Thank you. Like, that was, um, I can't even remember how long ago that was now, because time doesn't hasn't existed the last, what, 18 months. It's just... One big blur. I wonder when it was. Um, February, January 2019, maybe. I remember. I remember the pie there. I think Dirty Hit had their own pie there for a while. <laughs> Best part of the gig was pie. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I mean, I'm a veggie, so my options are limited. But I always have like, I think it's like feta and red pepper. That kind of yeah. Turkish kind of leaning flavors, maybe Turkish Middle Eastern. By the way, it's been ten seconds. We're already into pies. It's a good start. It's an important subject. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it has been a, an interesting time for the last eighteen months or so. But obviously, you've managed to write and record an album, and we've got the brand new album out at the moment to carry a whale. Um, which again, I mean. I, I say this about all your albums and every time I meet you, but it's just, it's just a beautiful album. It's just, it's, it's astonishing to listen to. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I feel really proud of this album and I feel that me and Sam who produced it really left no stone unturned. So I'm really pleased that you and others uh, um, have that reaction to it. Yeah, there's, I mean, I was going to say this for later in the interview, but there's a, there's a line in full, full colour, which, there's certain when I listen to certain songs, there'll be a line that I just hook onto, and it's straight away. It's the um, I've always been a run hide kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love that line because it kind of sums me up one hundred percent. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, just always. Uh, never, never quite been willing to face. Up until quite recently, never quite been willing to face my own stuff. I'll look anywhere else and blame anything else other than the stuff inside me. Yeah. No, I'm very much the same. And I think that's why, I think that kind of a lot of your lyrics, are, there is, there's always a personal connection. I know with music, people take that in a different way, but yeah, that, that line really is, 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 is stuck with me from the very first moment I heard it. I was like, yeah, it's, it's made me reflect on a few things as well. It, 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 yeah. Like I said, it just sums me up. Um, to to a T. And God bless you. Yeah. So um, I did want to do just some quick fire questions just to get things started off. Um, so just the first thing that comes to your head. Um, there's, there's only eight of them, so let's get through them quite quickly. So what was the last album you listened to from start to finish? And you can't class your own one. <laughs> uh... Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. Good. Right. What are you currently reading, if anything? A, a book called Unbroken, an audio book called Unbroken about uh, a, a soldier called Louis Zamperini who survived various um, crazy stories, including shark attacks and captivity. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, the artist you are most looking forward to new music from? Holly Humberston. Oh, very good choice. 
um, The Walls Are Way Too Thin is an exceptional song. And then obviously Vanilla before that was just, yeah, she is, she is incredible. Incredible artist. Yeah. Um, what was the last TV series that you binged? Nashville. Okay. I've not seen that one. Um, you'd like to check it out. It's really good. Amazon Prime. Uh, the country music scene in Nashville. It's acted, so it's like a drama, but yeah. the country music scene and record labels and artists and recovery and uh there's loads of great songs in it it's a okay. wonderful give okay, that one i want to look uh also what was uh well actually what's the next gig you have lined up as a fan so not as a performer what's what have you got in the diary already not nothing as it stands ah oh. have you got you well, got to... I, I was gonna go and see get cape where cape fly open for uh, James and Feeder and Maximo Park. He's, he's, Sam Getcape is one of my close friends. He produced the album, but I think that gig's been postponed now. Yeah, I mean, uh, today there's been more festivals cancelled. It's just, uh, it's, it's it, I thought we were past that point now of just the postponed or cancelled. I thought we were actually getting to that point, but obviously not quite there yet. God willing soon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hopefully very soon. Um, do you have a hidden talent? I mean, it's very hidden if you don't know. <laughs> um, I used to be, no, I used to be pretty good at tennis when I was like 13. I was like almost semi-professional, like county, county LTA rated. Yeah. Growing in my LTA rating standard, but when I was about 13, I rediscovered the guitar and the tennis record went in, into the into the cupboard. <laughs> Not the bin, but went into the cupboard. <laughs> so this actually might be this next question as well. Uh, what was the first career you dreamed of as a kid? Um, being a movie director. Oh, really? Yeah, I really, I remember watching a film called Empire of the Sun when I was about six years old and I didn't know what was going on, but it was so emotionally intense and beautiful. And it was about a kid who was separated from his parents. And that's something I kind of went through in, in, a, in a more, more less intense and, and more subtle way than that film portrays. But the soundtrack, there's a, there's a piece of music at the end of it called Suogan, which is a Welsh lullaby. And when that came on at the end of the, end of the movie, I was just destroyed. So I was like, I want to, I want to be able to make myself feel the way that that thing that I've just seen has just made me feel. Yeah. Well, this is quite good because the very last question, the quick fire is what is your favorite film? Empire of the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's a lazy answer, but it's an honest <laughs> one. Empire of the Sun. Uh, A film called, it, I thought, do you know the film Into the Wild, the true story about that guy who went off into the forest to try and live by, he gave off all his, gave away all his worldly possessions and went into the wilderness to live by himself. It didn't end well, but I wouldn't say it's my favourite film, but Empire of the Sun's my favourite film, but I remember watching that film as a 16 year old when I was at school and it was so inspiring. I think subconsciously that film inspired me. Um, might have been the point difference between me having a, uh, a career in music and, and not. Yeah. 
So you, you mentioned obviously the, the this track at the end of the film was kind of what kind of brought it all together. So you see what you wanted to go into film, like directing. Did it ever occur to you that it was the music that kind of made you want to go into it because it was the track that kind of hooked you in? Later on, yeah, and I'm I'm quite um, I get quite impatient. I get I think I have like light ADHD, and I kind of get but the stuff the shine of stuff wears off for me pretty quickly. So like the form the form of songwriting is like three minutes, four minutes, yeah, two paragraphs on a sheet of paper. I, I can work within that, and even that I can get uh, I can get bored of stuff quickly, but. That, I feel like that form kind of works well with the lim limitations that I have in my mind. Um, and I have big respect for movie directors and videographers and photographers and friends of mine who do that. But um, I don't have the the patience for that. No. So you've not ever considered like directing your own videos then? No. I mean, it's funny you say that. A lot. I think a lot of artists when they're young when they first start make get signed and have video budgets and start making movies, video, music videos and stuff, um, like to kind of convince themselves that they know that they're video directors. But I basically, I remember one video shoot that I made on my first, did on my first album and I made the mistake of getting involved in it and I, I ruined the video shoot. I'm not gonna tell you which song because the song came out, but it was, um, it was, uh, I remember having a pretty frank conversation with Jamie who runs Dirty Hit about, um, about my missteps that day. I think it's important for artists to have opinion. You know, some artists are great at that, no doubt, but I, I'm not. And I think it's great for artists to have opinions to be able to say yes or no, but the seed of it, I've got to leave it with video directors pitching ideas and then me being like, okay, that's cool. And if I want to change a little bit and I'm friends with the director, which I often am, then then yes, there can be a conversation, but I'm not a music video director. I do, I'm, I'm a, I write songs and I have to remember that sometimes, you know. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously we've got, we've got the new album out now. Um, I've got a kind of theory as, as to why I think it's called uh, To Carry A Whale, but what, why, what was your reasoning behind the album title? I was... <clears throat> Playing on the piano at my ex-girlfriend's house in Liverpool at a family home. It was like an old beaten up piano. It was really out of tune, but it was beautiful, soulful sounding piano. I wish, I wish I'd had a microphone with me that night because the way it sounded was, I never got it to sound that good again. And I had this riff and I ended up using the riff with another artist. But I remember writing the name to carry a whale into my phone that night, probably midway through 2019. I was like, wow, that's so beautiful, but I don't know what it's about. And, um, and it quickly became apparent to me that it was about living with something that is heavy and more powerful than I am um, and that needs attention, caring for and keeping an eye on one day at a time because if I don't, it will squash me. Um, so it's about living with heavy heavy things. What, yeah. what was your theory? That was, it was kind of that because it kind of hooked into that, um, the, the, the line I've always been a run, a run high kind of guy. It's about... Um, keeping that internal monologue and not kind of dealing with it. And the, the burden, obviously, a whale, if you're carrying that around, is quite a weight on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, I know uh, Cherry to, uh, Tacoma was one of the singles. And it's, it's, there's, a part, there's a part of it, the songwriting, which is very you, and it's something that I love that you do, which is 
a lot of acoustic acts just stick to quite slow paces and and let the songs build that way. But Cherry and Coman, you've got a couple of other songs like it. The beat behind it is actually really quick. Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a bounce to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean, and honestly, it just kind of came out that way. I, it wanted to have that energy. I started writing it in in soundcheck on on tour and I had the first verse and the first three lines of the chords and the melody for ages. And it just, you know, I probably, it's probably slightly slower when I was jamming it in the sound check. And then when I took it to studio, I kind of beat it up a bit because I felt that was right for it. But I wanted to have that kind of intense, you know, I flew all the way out to Tacoma, that fast kind of roll for the vocals, like bounce along and not get um, sludgy. Yeah, it's it's something that is is very uniquely you. Where like uh, as soon as like you hear just the opening and with the and you're like that's it's a it's a Benjamin Francis track. It a hundred percent is, and yeah, it's like I said, it's the song. It just it pulls you along. It pulls you into it, which which is something that I love that you you somehow can do so easily. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. it is easy to get caught in very kind of low tempo, slow tempo, um, passive energies in the, in the instrumentation of a track. And I am, um, you know, one of the first albums I ever fell in love with was a song was an album called End of History by Fionn Reagan. And there's a song on that <coughs> album called Blackwater Child. And it goes, so I think that song's always subconsciously inspired me to like do, you know, where appropriate, do stuff with a bit of pace and kind of move the fingers in a way where there's like intrigue and pace and, uh, and counter rhythms within the main thing, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, um, obviously, like I said, I, I love the album. I, I mean, I just love, I just love you. I mean, every track you've ever released, I, I, I do. Um, but what, ha- what was a, the easiest song for you to write on the album? And what is your current favourite? And what is the one you're most looking forward to playing live? I think the easiest songs, like in terms of time and how they kind of flowed out of me, was were Tired in Niagara, which was done in an hour and a half in Niagara when I was tired and very kind of sad and, and, and lonely and um, isolated. I kind of wrote 75% of it in my hotel room and then took it to my bandmate, knocked on his door probably at 11 at night. We'd just, we'd had a day off driving across across the border into Canada and um, we finished it and recorded it. It was written and recorded within two or three hours, the version you hear, bar the mix. Yeah. That was, emotionally it wasn't easy to write because it's obviously a really very intense, sad song. Um, and the other song that was quick was um, Canary in a Coal Mine. Um, I had, I wrote 70% of it sat outside the bench, sat outside on a bench outside the Dirty Hit studio in March, April, 2019. And it was, I was, I was in a relationship in sobriety for the first time. And it was really about that feeling of being, being in love for the first time, but also like how dangerous that can be for, for a person in recovery if, if they start, um, thinking that their recovery is dependent on the relationship or the person they're with. Mm. And um, what was the, what was the second part of the question? I know what the third part was. So, I've got to try and remember it now as well. <laughs> so we had, easiest song to write. Uh, one that you're most looking forward to playing live. Yes. Um, 
Oh my god, please. I, I've already played it a few live. Like, I just I really love that song. It's really intense and I love singing in my low register. I'd say, Oh my god, please, or Tired in Niagara, probably. Yeah. I think that's the kind of venues I play that work. There was another question. There, there was a second fa Favourite track on the album? Um, I, I don't really have favourites. If I had to pick Gun to My Head, <laughs> Uh, I know you don't have a gun to my head. But... Oh, wait, wait there, actually. <laughs> I know you would never do that. Um, <laughs> probably, oh my God, please. Yeah. That does seem to be one of the fan favourites as well. Yeah, I really love that song and it, it helps me. It helps me when I sing it, so. Yeah. So, obviously, we, we've got the tour lined up as well. Obviously, the album's out now as well. It's kind of... You, you just got the tour is that all you're focusing on at the moment have you got anything else that you've been working on behind the scenes or is it just we've got the tour and then we'll see what happens from there yeah we, we've got the tour which i'm really excited for and um you know can't wait to get out and play again and we're going to bring some amazing new artists with us um god willing the tour will get will, will extend it as well and, and go further afield um i wouldn't say i'm even working on the tour at the moment I, about a week or two before the tour i'll probably really start locking in on set list and playing the songs over and feeling that out um and behind the scenes i i write with i write with other artists every day you know with with different artists so i i spend most of my days uh writing songs with with um artists and, and friends of mine um i'm always creating and always thinking of new music and I'm on a wave at the moment where that's flowing and my experience is that that wave is not always moving. So, so while it is moving, I, I want to surf it to the best of my ability because I know there'll be a, there'll be a, there'll be a lull. I'm due a lull at some point. Yeah. So who are you currently working with at the moment? Like you said, you've got new artists um, that you're going to bring on tour as well. Is there anyone that we should be uh, keeping an ear out for? Um, working with Holly Humberston, which is great. She's a star. Um, yeah. And songwriter um a new artist called lexi berg who just put out a song last week that we did called helpless to help you uh an artist called molly payton who's incredible um i forget who i'm working with man G G gabe coulter who's incredible um uh, a new lady called Rosie. Something just fell down in my kitchen. Did you hear that? Yeah. I don't know what it was. Um, a new artist called Rosie. Me and me and Tom Adele are, are working with her, which is really nice to be reacquainted with Tom, and she's incredible. Um, a guy, a new guy called Bo on Dirty Hit, and that's called Bo. Um, he's wonderful. Um, worked with Biba Doobie the other week, which was sick. She's incredible. I, I love, love Biba Doobie. She is she she is just a pocket of energy. She's so great, man. She's she's so nice and so talented. And I was lucky to get to learn from her and her friend Jacob. Um, yeah, many many more as well. Some like uh, um, yeah, just a, a whole mix of stuff. A few things that I probably shouldn't mention because I don't like step on people's toes. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wrote some with James Blunt on Zoom the other day that was fun. He's so nice. <laughs> He's such a nice guy, man. 
but yeah, a few, few other, few other things in the cooker, you know, but yeah. just a whole, like, so that's a real wide mix, right? Just different, yeah. different kinds of people. There's a great new artist called Berwin that, uh, I, 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 I did a song with, he's really amazing. I learned lots from him and just all kinds of people, man. I love anyone playing music. I love. Yeah. See, um, has obviously with, with the lockdowns and everything and obviously everything moving on to zoom, like you said, just you wrote a song with James Bunt over zoom. Has it almost made it easier to collaborate with some people that maybe you wouldn't have before because a, there's more time and b like the technology is kind of there. Yeah, there's definitely for work to work with people who live abroad or in the States, it's made it possible. And I think at first everyone was like, oh, we're not going to be writing on zoom. Surely not. It's a bit weird, but people kind of took to it and, I probably wrote my best song of the year so far on Zoom with my friend Josh in York. Um, and it it weirdly allows you to be really focused and really um, just it focused on the song, you know, just like staring each other down and getting into the song. So uh, it's definitely weird, especially if you don't know someone, but some great songs have been written on Zoom for sure. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's opened up opportunities to write with people who might not have been in the UK or, you know, and we, I haven't, any Zoom session I've done hasn't lasted more than three and a half, four hours. So I like, I like the intensity of it. Yeah. It's, it's a strange thing because obviously it's like horrendous what we've been going through, but a, a lot of people have taken, you know, steps and the opportunities to, to do things that maybe you know we couldn't have done before which is it's great to hear that you've been able to do that and also just use your creative and ride that wave as you said and just keep that bubble going and, and expanding it as well with more people thank you yeah i, I try and you know i was vet i'm have been very lucky and privileged in my life you know through through music and circumstances even before i had some success in the music industry so i definitely haven't felt the 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 um squeeze of the pandemic as much as billions of other people have but emotionally and spiritually and um physically even uh, it's definitely been tough and, yeah. and isolating and did did awful things to relationships and yeah it's just some it's been it's been difficult you know it's definitely been a, a strange silly time but yeah. i've been i have hope you know and i have faith that there will be a silver lining to all of this whether it's in our lifetime or not, I don't know, but I know that the universe is good. I know that creative intelligence is good. I know that mother nature is good. And I know that, um, you know, the, the beauty of the earth will never, will, will, is, is, is there and will replenish itself in, in its time, not in my time. Yeah. No, I think that's the perfect way to end it as well, that there is hope. And I'm very hopeful that we're going to be getting back to things soon. Um, and whilst, you know, we've got an amazing album from you, we've got a tour to look forward to, hopefully some more dates as well when things get moving again. But at the moment, it's still quite difficult to uh, really plan too much because things can always chop and change. But um, thank you always, Ben, for, for coming on the show and, and spending the time with me because I absolutely adore speaking to you. Love your music. And, um, yeah, it's always a pleasure. So thank you very much. Thank you. Lovely to see you. God bless you. Uh, see you later, Ben. Thank you. Bye.